new to the city. You don't remember coming here. You're disoriented, off balance. It's neither day nor night. People begin to approach you. A faceless crowd whispering the tales from the canyons of the damned. Hello everyone, I'm Jason Lavelle. I am a novelist and contributing author for Tales from the Canyons of the Damned. Three of my short stories have been published in Canyons, Utopia, Lot 187, and Keep Rolling. The fantastic thing about the Canyons publication is the wide variety of fiction within, from pure horror to far-out science fiction. One of my recent favorites is the story No One Will Believe You by author and editor Jessica West. No One Will Believe You is a ghost story, it's a horror story, and it's a tale of revenge. This great piece of short fiction reaches deep into the emotional canyons and grips you right at the core, exposing feelings of guilt, helplessness, betrayal, and ultimately, satisfaction. I thoroughly enjoyed this story, as I hope you'll enjoy the reading. No One Will Believe You by Jessica West, read by Jason Lavelle. I told you no one would believe you. Clay's hot breath stank of whiskey and cigar smoke. Right about the same time the trap door dropped out from under my boots, a crow startled, cawing and flying off. They say everything comes fairly easy for women. I had hoped this, in particular, would be quick. A snapped neck. Darkness. I should have known better. Nothing was ever that easy for me. I struggled. I kicked as I hanged, catching flashes of the first night he came into my room. I died reliving the worst day of my life, but that wasn't even the worst part. Even after I couldn't move anymore, couldn't breathe, I could still feel. I felt at the moment I lost control of my body and shit slid down my legs. I smelled it. Then everything went black. But it didn't stay like that. The world came back gray, like all the color had drained out and left nothing but a muddy canvas, vague shapes painted in shades that ranged from ashes to rain puddles. The shapes moved. Blobs of dark against the pasty background seeped into my awareness, like blood soaking through fabric. I couldn't feel or smell or hear anything. There was no sense of presence, no context of being. I simply was. I could see after a fashion, so I focused on that. And I could remember. I saw his face in some abstract flash. Then he was there, his back to me, facing the fireplace. Sitting in my favorite chair, Ma's old chair. The green wingback Aunt Helen had given them on their wedding day. He had his dick in his hand his head laid back, and his trousers around his ankles. Man's got a fucking problem is what it is. But you think anybody believed me? I was just a kid. His kid. But still, just a kid. I knew they'd not believe me. That's why I tried so hard to hide it for so long. But after he married me off to Paul, I knew it was to come out. Sure enough, on our wedding night, the consummation led to a lack of blood on the sheets and lots of tears. What else could I do? I told him everything. 
For a while, I thought it was going to be okay. Paul didn't have much to say about it, but was what was there to say. Every time he tried to touch me, though, I kept seeing Clay's face. I cried every time. I couldn't help it. I cried every time Clay'd fuck me, and I cried when Paul tried to fuck me. Eventually, Paul told the preacher I was having visions. The preacher told the sheriff I was possessed. And now here we are. Me dead, and this asshole jerking his jimmy. I wonder how long I've been gone. If he even waited until they buried my corpse in the dirt. It can't end like this. This isn't the end, Charlotte. Who's there? A man's voice, but not Clay's. Where are you at? Long story short... I can talk to ghosts, and I can help you. Why would you help me? What's in it for you? A soul. Mine? His. Yours is already condemned, but I believe wrongly so. I'm confused. That won't clear up anytime soon. Maybe not ever. Do you want him to suffer? Hold up. How's about answering some questions? No. I make you an offer. You accept or refuse. There's nothing else to talk about. What offer? You haven't said anything. Do you want him to suffer? I won't answer that. I won't say yes when I don't know what I'm agreeing to. You're not agreeing to anything by saying yes. You're simply answering, and answering honestly if you say yes. Why do you need my permission to make him suffer? Why would you bother at all? A sigh worked its way into my mind. Must have been his. I have to be summoned, hired, as it were. I cannot act against a living being of my own volition. I have orders to take him, but it'll be quick and painless. I know what he did to you, and I do want him to suffer. So should you. Why should I suffer? No, I mean you should also want him to suffer. Oh, well, I do. But I don't see how. Together, we can make it happen. It won't be pleasant, however. You'll have to do the heavy lifting. I thought you were going to do all the... doing. Look, I can't give you all the answers because each new piece of information will simply raise more questions. That's just the nature of the beast. But I can give you a temporary physical form. Together, we'll make him suffer. What do you get out of this? I've come for a soul, and I will be getting it either way. But in the meantime, since you're still here, I figured I'd offer you this chance to get some revenge before I take him. Well, I don't really have anything better to do. Good. One thing you need to understand is that you are energy. Do you know what energy is? Like when a child is hyperactive, they're full of energy? Something like that. You can think of it that way if it helps. The energy inside each person transfers to outside their bodies after they die. But it doesn't dissipate. So there are a bunch of energy balls like me flying around? No. Typically they either pass through the veil and go to the upper spirit realm, which most of humanity has taken to calling heaven, or they're forced through the veil and into the lower spirit realm. Hell. That's your word for it, yes. So why am I here? How often does this happen? You're stuck here because of the events surrounding your death. You feel you've been wronged. 
and to such an extent that you simply cannot let it go. At the moment of your death, the injustice of it all was like a shot of pure sugar to a toddler system. Your energy was too strong to pass through the veil. So here you are. And until you're ready, here you'll stay. What do I have to do to be ready? I don't have that answer. No one does but you. So, we make him suffer, and then I'll be ready? I honestly don't know. It may be enough, or nothing may ever be enough. But if you want to make him pay for what he did to you, for all of it, now's your chance. What's holding you back, Charlotte? Won't I go to hell for this? I mean, there's nothing about hauntings and such in the Bible that I know of, but I'm sure, pretty sure God won't like it. You won't make it into the upper spirit realm now. I don't have time to explain it to you. I've either got to take his soul or be redirected. Redirected? Yes. If you ask me to avenge you, I can hold off on taking his soul until you are satisfied. Whether you do this or not, you're going to the lower spirit realm after you leave this place. It's not as bad as you humans make it out to be. Not for someone like you. You're not malicious. But isn't... Whatever we might do to him, wouldn't that be considered malicious? Wouldn't I become malicious? No. You're judged at death based on your actions and life. You weren't that bad. Not bad at all, really. You just weren't particularly good. Huh. Well, that's something. So, what are we going to do? Follow me. I could see my hands, vague outlines of them anyway. Through them, past them, a mound of fresh dirt heaped on top of my body a few feet below. I'm going to transfer just enough of my energy to you so you can manipulate the physical world. You'll have to move quickly because your form cannot hold the excess energy. What you're going to do is use my energy to push the dirt away from your body. Focus on getting the upper half as clear as you can. All right. My energy looks like light, bright white light. Just pretend it's a ball of clay, and you should be able to use it. A ball of clay, bright white clay, got it. Look at your hands and get ready. Ready. My hands glowed, but the light was already fading from my fingertips. Moving fast, I curled my fingers like I was grabbing a plate and pushed them down into the dirt. I shoveled out small piles until the light was gone, and my hands dove into the earth without affecting it. I couldn't see my body yet. Hadn't dug deep enough. You'll need to go again. Shit. What's wrong? I can't give you all my energy, obviously. And even after your body is somewhat clear, I need to give your corpse some of it. My... Hold up. What's the plan, actually? I felt him grinning at me like Hattie Mae used to do when she had a juicy bit of gossip to share. It's a surprise. You'll like it, though, I'm sure. I'll have to give you more of my energy. There's no avoiding it. Focus on clearing one spot. Really, we just need to see some part of your body to touch it. The shudder that ran through me caused some kind of real energy to pass from my hand and into the dirt. The earth just seemed to spread out from under my palm. Charlotte, what just happened? You said something about touching my body. Clay used to tell me to touch myself. He liked that. I wouldn't do it, of course. 
I wasn't going to make what he did to me any better for him. But he beat the shit out of me every time he asked and I refused. I think it started a whole new thing for him. He knew I'd say no, but he'd ask me anyway, just so he could hit me. I think he liked that, too. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to make this harder for you, but I think that whatever you were feeling was powerful enough to actually manifest your form in some kind of way. You mean my feelings can become energy? I think so. The soul itself, what you are now, is a form of energy. And what is the soul? It's not a physical thing. Hmm. Try it again. All right. I focused on that first night Clay beat me. He was on top of me, and he leaned back, pulling my hips up and holding me against him while he sat on his heels. Touch yourself. What? I... Your pussy. Rub it. I shook my head no. Don't be a fucking prude. Touch your titty or something. My whole body was shaking. Tears poured down the side of my face. His wide hand hit me full on, upside the head. My ears rang, but everything else stopped, or seemed to. I couldn't tell. I couldn't even think. My face was still wet, and now the left side of it was burning hot. But I couldn't feel the rest of my body. In a way, I was glad. The pain in my face gave me something else to focus on. But when he hit me again, it brought me back. Whatever relief that brief moment of shock had brought me was gone. I felt everything. Charlotte. I heard both the spirit's voice and Clay's snores. Charlotte, look. I wasn't at my gravesite anymore. I was standing at the foot of Clay's bed. Standing wasn't the right word. I was floating but my hands were gripping the footboard. I had to pull hard to let go. My fingers had left marks, long indentations framed by splintered wood. I was energy. Energy wasn't a real thing, but as sure as shit made kids hyper, so it was something. And I made long grooves in the footboard. I was something. And Clay was sleeping. What should I do to him? Whatever you want but you need to direct me. I've got to do something, whether it's aid you or take him. Can you move things, like chairs and stuff? Yes. Good. I have an idea. First, let's go get my corpse. When Clay came to, I, and my rotting carcass, was sitting in the green wingback chair. I'd had my spirit friend turn the chair around so it was facing the bed. He'd move the kitchen table to block the door, and stack the four chairs in two pairs, one in front of each window. The only other way out was the small window in the bathroom. Weren't no other windows or rooms in the house, and Clay couldn't fit through the one in the bathroom. He was as trapped as we could get him, for now. Okay, I've done as you've asked. I need something else to do. What's it going to be, Charlotte? Leave him to me. I will summon you when I'm done. Then you can take him. My name is Samael. Call when you are ready. Thank you, Samael. I watched Clay sleeping, wondering what to do. He'd flip his shit when he woke up and saw my rotting body at the foot of his bed, and that'd give me no small amount of satisfaction, no doubt. But then what? Clay snorted and rolled over onto his side, kicking a leg out from beneath the layers of covers. I could start there. Yeah, take his covers. 
They'd get him up, at least. Getting the corners untucked from the foot of the mattress was the hardest part. From there, one good yank and they slid right off, leaving Clay with no more protection than his flimsy, stained long johns. He rolled onto his back and went to snoring again. If pulling those covers off was any indication, my body was weaker than the energy that powered it, and it was probably vulnerable to Clay's attacks to boot. I think this would go better without it. Oh, I knew then what I'd do. Fighting revulsion and fear, I lay down beside him in his bed, then rose from my corpse. That'd fuck him up real good. I returned to my place at the foot of the bed and practiced. I was stronger without the body, but the trick was in making the connection to something real. Placing my hands on either side of the grooves on the footboard I'd made earlier, I focused on my hands until I could feel the wood in my grip. Then I lifted the bed, just an inch if that, and dropped it. Clay startled, but went right back to sleep. So I did it again. Grip, lift, drop. He turned over onto his other side, draping an arm across my corpse. Grip, lift, drop. That did it. His brows twitched first, his hands patting the odd form and texture beside him, where nothing should be. When he finally opened his eyes and inhaled deeply, it was like Christmas morning for me. His scream was the best present I'd ever got. He tried to shove me off the bed, but the dead weight didn't move far enough and he couldn't bring himself to touch me again. Instead, he rolled off his side of the bed and dropped to the floor, scrambling to stand up. Unable to find his feet, he scooted backward until he hit the green wingback chair now facing his bed. Clay managed to clamber up into the chair, wild-eyed and trembling. He finally tore his gaze away from my corpse, his panicked eyes darting here and there until they landed on me. I realized then that I had the biggest shit-eating grin on my face, and I couldn't help it. This was all just too good. And the best part was, even if he told anyone, they'd never believe him. They'd think he'd dug up my corpse and put it in his own damn bed. With any luck... They'd hang his sorry ass, too. I used all my focus, poured all of my hatred and fear into energy that would breach the veil between the living and the dead so he could hear me when I said, No one will believe you. It came out as a whisper, but he heard me. Or maybe he read the words my lips formed. Either way, it got through. A low wail tore its way out of his throat as a long shudder racked his body. Delighted with the result, I said it again. It didn't matter that he'd turned to run, only to find the way out barred, and probably wouldn't see it or hear it. I just kept repeating the words I'd lived all my miserable life chained by. No one will believe you. No one will believe you. No one will believe you. He managed to get the door clear and head out into the night, screaming for someone, anyone, to help him. I screamed too, one final time. Then contentment and calm washed over me. Samuel, I'm done. He appeared almost instantly. Shall I take him now? Anger hit me at what felt like an injustice. The considerable measure of peace I'd found was gone. Oh, God, it wasn't enough. It's not fair. If he dies, it's too easy. 
You want him to live with this? To suffer with the consequences you've doled out from beyond the grave? Peace, again, seemed within my grasp. Yeah, I think I do. Say the word, Charlotte. Samuel, let Clay live. Let him live a good long while. As you wish. I'll be moving on now, Charlotte. You're at peace now. But you won't stay that way for long. Not if you remain so near the living. You need to cross the veil into the lower spirit realm. How do I do that? Just follow me. This was No One Will Believe You by Jessica West. Read by Jason Lavelle.